0: Decentraland versus Sandbox, which one to choose? Which platform should you be investing your money in? What are the advantages and disadvantages of Decentraland? What are the advantages and disadvantages of Sandbox? How do they compare? How do they contrast? In this video, we're gonna be helping you navigate these two worlds so that you can make the best decision when it comes to getting involved in these two platforms. My name is Max Hanna and I am our in-house metaverse expert here at Socialtree Global. And as always, I'm joined by my uh, co-host, co-founder, some would say friend perhaps, stretching it a bit there. But um, how are you doing t- today, James?
1: Yeah, thank you, Max, for the intro. Yeah, and it's uh, great to be here. As I said, Max is, uh, is our in-house metaverse expert and uh, I'll be assisting in our quest into the metaverse with all things blockchain So hopefully together we have a combined knowledge to navigate through some of these fascinating topics which we'll be covering over the next few months.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into it and let's break down these two worlds. So before we uh, kind of get into the worlds, I think it's always really important to look at the foundations, the founders. How did these worlds come into play? Because I think in the DNA of the founders... They really set the tone of yeah. of the of the company in the world. So let's break down some some of the two uh, these two worlds. So Decentraland came to mass market in 2020. Mm-hmm. It was founded, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bludgeon these names, um, but it was Ori. Malich and Esteban Ordano. So they did an ICO in 2017, raised $26 million uh, in the ICO. One of the few successful ICOs, obviously, um, you know, ICOs are not a thing anymore. (laughs) They they were a thing, but they actually were one of the few to successfully raise an ICO. The founders, interestingly, come from uh, crypto backgrounds and they're from Argentina. They actually um, met each other in a hacker house in Argentina. So that's where they kind of first met each other and in Argentina, obviously, there's a lot of strict laws about what you can and what co- you can't do. And a lot of Argentinians very drawn to cryptocurrencies—a hedge against their their actual um, their fiat currency. You know, a lot of ups and downs, and uh, in, it was
1: hyperinflation. The Argentinian yeah. uh, currency has suffered massive inflation over the last yeah. decade. So I'm, I'm guessing it's a natural hedge for people to put their money into. Bitcoin,
0: yeah, so forth. Yeah, that is exactly it, and that's where they come from a crypto background. And, um, and I think that comes a lot in the Decentraland, isn't it? That sort of crypto philosophy and almost like crypto bro philosophy at some points. And, um, yeah, what's your thought about the founding principles of that? Does that resonate true in Decentraland? Do you think what does that Uh, kind of tell you and give the audience a steer when they're trying to invest in Decentraland? Is there anything to unpack in that? Uh,
1: well, I think Decentraland definitely is a blockchain fundamentally, it's it's a, it almost putting the cart before the horse in the sense that what well, I get from Central Ad, it's a blockchain and they're building a game on top of a blockchain. And even even the the statement that they're building a game on top of a blockchain, I think is, is not quite true, really, because the game isn't built on the blockchain. The game is run on a server and the actual mechanics of the game, I think, are are actually very poor in many ways with Decentraland, if I'm complete, being completely honest with you. When you look at the daily users of Decentraland, uh, it is, yeah, it's just crypto bros and just finance people. So, yeah, I'd say it is in the spirit of, of crypto bros. It's certainly not in the spirit of the wider gaming community. I, I don't think, I think people will laugh Decentraland out of the house or any serious gaming community um, because it's just incredibly hard to use yeah. um so i'd say yeah absolutely it's 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 uh almost i'd say my opinion on the central is it's a great uh it's a great experiment you know it's, a, it's kind of a nice laboratory experiment but it's by no means in any state to to be seriously called uh, a functioning metaverse platform where people are actually going to spend their time on
0: yeah i think um the foundations for me and looking at the yeah. founders really comes across because yeah. um, you can see that their whole philosophy is about the decentralized sort of philosophy. Yeah. So they kind of set up like, you know, we love crypto, we love yeah. blockchain. What if we can create a world that yeah. sits on top of the blockchain? That's what they were were thinking. We can create a world that sits yeah. on the blockchain, decentralized. You own the you own the land, you own the parcels and, and the plots. And um, and that's what decentralization Decentra does. You have parcels of lands that you buy, And coming into the Web3 spirit, that actually the users own this Web3 this new iteration of the internet it's the users that own their their parcels of land that have real equity in this world and the Web3 sort of philosophy that it's not about central corporizations it's about decentralization and Decentraland obviously have a DAO system so they're trying to make it um, so obviously people vote on what you can and what you can't do they're run by um, the Decentraland Foundation so an actual it's a non-for-profit foundation Uh, so they say I mean they have they have $500 million in uh, investment uh, well in the foundation they have 500 million dollars to invest into the platform. Well, not anymore dollars. i
1: mean i think probably a few months ago it did but i doubt they have the same amount of yeah imbe- now after what's obviously latest price action but it's a couple of points there I, I think that the it's a noble message from central land noble but i, d- I don't message, think it's yeah. true at all i think actually when you look at it what are you buying when you're buying land central land you're, you're purchasing nft which doesn't As far as I know, looking at CentralLand doesn't actually have any kind of um, legal protection anyway when you buy the NFT. There's no actual legal uh, process for you to actually have any ownership over the CentralLand IP or the CentralLand name. You're owning a receipt or you're owning a a redirect to a probably, I mean, in this case, it's not a JPEG. It's probably a link to uh, some code which would say that you own this particular patch of land. In second point around decentralization. I mean, the game isn't centralized. It's actually run on a centralized normal gaming server, just very poorly. It's a very centralized server. They can turn that off whenever they want. What is decentralized is is the payment layer, which they are using on top. But the actual game mechanics is not central. It's not a decentralized game. And with those two things combined, there's massive red flags because. That isn't centralization at all. That's centralisation uh, centralization with the kind of masquerade that there's a degree of centralization. And and even getting to the third point, the community so forth, the web3 community who use it, it's literally only finance people and crypto bros who actually go on there and, and, big and and big brands. So it's basically just a massive billboard for big brands to go on, show off, and then just sort of go home. So is there's no community there either. So in many ways all three of those points I'm struggling to see how they are actually really a a truly web free business in terms of philosophy
0: I think um, you know when they originally did the, the ICO and the first holders of those parcels, yeah. all did come from like the Web3 community who liked the philosophy that, you know, we want to have ownership over this, like real ownership through NFTs. And we want to build a place to hang out. Yeah. So I think those original like people getting involved, like I said, they came from it with a great philosophy. And that's why I think it's attracted so many people. The philosophy is is really sound, but they don't come from obviously a gaming background. So it's, mm-hmm. can they actually build a great game? They have the funds to do it. And I think that is the challenge with Decentraland is if you're going to invest in Decentraland, you need to be aware that the theory is great. That sound, I think the sound logic that they're coming from it, but can they create a really powerful game to yeah. keep a community engaged? And it does worry me also that it seems to be just bought by big brands who are doing it as a mm. PR stunt to be like, you know, we've entered the metaverse through buying yeah. Decentraland. This is PR for big brands, but like, yeah. who wants to go in the game and walk around with like just being sold to you by loads of random brands? It's not Precisely the most... That, yeah. aim-
1: Compelling of games when they not. I mean, let's be honest. The game is is pretty awful. I mean, just just candidly, I've met no person who actually goes in Central and enjoys it. It's a any painful experience. It's slow. It's like looking at a game from 1997. Yeah. And I think if there is going to be the metaverse is going to be built by gaming gamers. It's going to be built by gamers. It's not going to be built by a blockchain. Blockchain will be a payment layer which will service the digital economy. But games are going to be the metaverse. And look at Unreal Engine 5. I mean, you, it's, it's laughable, the graphics and such. Like, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. It's actually funny. It's like, remember, you know RuneScape back yeah, in yeah. the day. It's worse than RuneScape, yeah. actually.
0: They've, they've got a lot of challenges, it's for worse. sure. It's terrible. They've got a lot of challenges. But um, they've st- also got a lot going for them. And if they can, if they can fix their issues, they, yeah. they can go. But let's bring Sandbox in, because yeah, obviously yeah, we want to help the viewers out there understand Decentraland versus Sandbox. We've yeah. unpacked Decentraland a bit, but let's jump into yes. Sandbox. Yeah, sure. So Sandbox a different foundation. Yeah. Um, it was born in 2012 yeah. by a company called Pix, uh, Pix Owl. Yeah. Originally, as a mobile phone game. So it's, uh, Decentraland was a mobile phone game. Yeah. 2018, it was um, purchased by Anum- Anumaka Brands. Um, I believe they're yeah. based in Singapore. Again, if I've um, brutally know. masquered you DNA, know. I'm sorry, I'm... Um, the old good. reading is what it used to be. Um, and... Um, And yes, it's interesting. Sandbox coming from a gaming background and owned by uh, gaming. And I think Mm -hmm. that puts Sandbox in a great position because it's all about community building. As you know, if you'd follow me and James, you know that's what we're all about. And coming from a gaming background, they have the in-house expertise to know how to build games that keep people... Because there's a science to it, yeah, isn't it, that's the thing. So, absolutely agree with you. Mate. What does that tell you, James? Any uh, thoughts yeah. about the, found, the the difference in the foundations and the birth of these two,
1: yeah. two companies? I think, as a, you know, Sandbox is a great foundation. As I said before, I think gaming is, is the future. I think if you have a gaming method, if you have, if you come from a gaming background and your philosophy is gaming, your expertise is gaming, I think that's going to make you in a much better position to actually build these platforms. Sandbox also has a lot more celebrity endorsements obviously Snoop Dogg, was of there's loads of people who are actually buying stuff. There is also, if you look at the, you know, when you look at the average daily users of these platforms, which I think is really use, important, like who is actually playing these games? Sandbots does have a younger demographic of people who actually, I think, are playing it. Whereas Decentraland, it literally just has like a few um, few people who, who I think, as you said, just bought some land and wanted good PR. Whereas Sandbots, I think there's a lot more potential of Sandbots. Yeah.
0: Absolutely agree with you there. Well, and just interesting, the market yeah. cap is is about the same for both. So well, I mean, it's probably changed now. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, probably. Obviously, we're in, in the time we're recording this, yeah. massive crypto markets and stock markets yeah. very volatile. So yes, yeah, good point. And um, as of as of today, it was one yeah. point seven billion for Sandbox, one point eight billion for Decentraland. Very as close. of today, if you're watching this a week yeah. later, they could both be bankrupt. I mean, yeah. Mana could have gone through the floor. You don't know. But as yeah. of today, that is the uh, that is the two two market caps. But I think um, Decentraland have made some efforts in community building and they are doing loads of events they had fashion week they're doing marathons in there they're doing they're doing hunts and when i've been into central land there are people there like they are are, they do have people participating in these events when i walk when there's not an event on and i'm walking around it is is pretty much a ghost town like i'm not gonna lie there's not many people there but people are getting people in there they are hosting hosting events but for me personally, like, I, it does need a lot of work, like in the early days of Pong, you know, these early computer games. Yeah, you know, if you, you can't just um, look at Decentraland now and be like, this is the final product, you've got to be like, okay, yeah, they've got good foundations, they got, and with the right investment, they could get there sandbox again you know they've got uh, i think the thing is like sandbox decentraland if you went up they are two different communities like sandbox a more younger generation who are attracted to the game people are playing like roblox and minecraft and stuff like that whereas decentraland is more geared up for a more mature audience they actually started off doing a lot around gaming i'm sorry a lot around uh, gambling actually they had Mm -hmm. casinos where you could go in and gamble so that was one of their early draws so i think you've got a distinction in the 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 age demographics of the two but uh, I think yeah. I wouldn't say that's a I wouldn't say that's a fair
1: equivalence comparing Pong because it's not really because what they're trying to do is reinvent a technology which already exists so I'd say it's almost like trying to build a car with two wheels when we've had cars of four wheels for hundreds of years we already have established games we have amazing online games we have games of millions of players we have games with brands and massive community love you know like Nintendo you know, Pokemon community you have you know, you know, I love, you know, I've got a PS4 and I play a ton of games, you know, but I don't play Fortnite, but Fortnite. All these millions of people playing these games with with highly evolved graphics and community. So my thesis is I think these projects are fundamentally putting the wrong thesis out to actually make a metaverse product. I think that the future will be a established, well-trodden gaming house or or a technology company who will migrate a payment layer using blockchain to an established world, which has millions of users. You'd have to put hundreds of billions of pounds into Decentraland to make it a viable game. It's the same with Sandbox, so I'd say in many ways, these are great experiments on, I suppose, use cases for like, you know, a test tube in a school lab of, oh, this is really cool. I think the, the conclusion from all of this will be, I think anyway, that blockchain is going to find its use case as an amazing layer for payments and for decentralized payments and to exchange value over digital spaces. I don't think it's the technology which is going to be able to service and demand these 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 virtual worlds which we're speaking about which is which is the metaverse yeah. I don't think
0: that can I happen think, I think some people would disagree with this because yeah. they would say that um, you know yes a gaming engine like Nintendo or Sony yeah. or Unreal Engine could produce great games but they're still massive corporations who own all that all the infrastructure and really you have no ownership within those also worlds so
1: Decentraland decentralized well they well, the game well, servers.
0: yeah that is a, another point like Decentraland yeah. was originally the ideation that it would be a decentralized Plots of land which you can build on and it's down to the users on who own that plot and they and through the community build the experience. But the problem is obviously Decentraland, they actually had to move over to Unity because they couldn't actually build on the blockchain. The tech, you, you can't. can't yeah, you can't build on the it's, blockchain. It's, yeah. it's not sustainable to build any game in the blockchain because yeah. the blockchain
1: itself requires, you know, the proof of stake consensus, like Ethereum, for example, there can be decentralized applications being built in Ethereum, but we're still in like early days of this stuff. So I'd say that to go... My thing is, like, the theory of the metaverse in terms of we're going to build virtual reality worlds, that's like truly immersive worlds, where we are, like, immersed in this completely, you know, mind-bending experience. Is it going to come from a industry or technology which had 30 years of experience, or probably 40, like, decades of experience building the most realistic gaming engines in the world? Or is it going to come from a... VC funded experiment into a novel technology which is blockchain which is so, so, so far shown its main application for payment yeah. technology. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Is like, I think like it's not realistic. Like we're kind of going down the wrong path and actually the truly for example Nintendo imagine Nintendo say you know what we're building the first metaverse Nintendo. They put their energy behind Nintendo gaming systems where you have augmented reality Pokemon and you have Pokemon Go. And you have your Ethereum bats coin, mm. which is you can store yeah. and you can go to another game. That's where I think the real growth play is yeah. in many if, ways. If
0: Pokemon did that and you could have a, tra- mad, a shiny Charizard as an F- NFT, I mean, they'll, go, yeah, I mean, they'll right. go for tens of hundreds of thousands of nerds out there. there. Um, but I think, um, you know, back to the, back to Sandbox to Central Land, obviously yeah. there's it's hard to just keep on topic of the two because it's such a wide ecosystem that you yeah. naturally have to bring in other players to understand of course, yeah, the, yeah. both both yeah. the platforms. But it's also important to look at the roadmap. Yeah. Where, are these, where are these companies going? And if yeah. you look at Sandbox, their roadmap, I think, you know, from what I've heard, is a bit more defined. They are planning to be released on PlayStation, Xbox, so they've got a roadmap there. They're going to go to like mobile phones yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they've got a good... Um, Trust me.
1: The amount of uh, web-free projects who have amazing roadmaps and then overnight they evaporate into nothing. Like, we've got this great NFT roadmap. We're going to build this this amazing game. Just invest now and then they go and they disappear. So it's very... I've just been burnt. For me, I'm very sceptical of like... there's so much hot air at the moment with yeah. every project. projects.
0: you got to be so well, careful. I think Sandbox, like, they've got their main, one of their main investors is SoftBank. And yeah. SoftBank, like, they're not going to put this money behind it without a roadmap. And if you actually look at the uh, the founders coming from a gaming background, I think Sandbox roadmap does look credible yeah. and the founders yeah, in think, there look yeah, credible. Yeah, I, I think Sandbox Decentraland, yeah. on the other hand. That's what I mean, Central Decentraland. Yeah. Decentraland. They, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. run by a community, uh, they're run by a decentralized non-for-profit community 500 million dollars floating around this yeah, uh this yeah. community like I don't think like the problem with Decentraland like because Decentraland have a non-for-profit community driving the whole the whole thing they're like uh and I've spoken to a few people in Decentraland doesn't I don't get the feeling that it's like a uh traditional corporation in that sense and i think a lot of people dip in and out of the community fund and uh, and the roadmap is um, it's, a, it's more of a struggle to find where they want to take it yeah I, think so, yeah, I would have i mean they're now what released in 2020 we're now in 2022 they've only just released a a web um a downloadable web browser to kind of speed up the 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 game and yeah. i would have it looks like they're investing a lot in events and stuff but I was, would have hoped like I was on Spatial today and Spatial, I mean, they've got VR capabilities, like they are hybrid model. Yeah, they do have NFT integration, but they are built. I'm not sure if it's Unity or Unreal Engine, but it's definitely yeah. one of those. They, and Decentral had to go hybrid. Well, Decentral have also built an engine. And Spatial, yeah. Spatial's really nice. I think Spatial's great. Yeah, and there's yeah. a
1: roadmap, but I agree with you. I think um, it does concern, if I was to give people advice, I'd say if I had to invest in both, and I, I, I have to be candid. It's not, you know, these are investments that I've, I've made. But if I was, if I had to choose, I would, I would choose Sandbox definitely. If I had some money, I'd say, look, you need to invest money two. not financial advice, FYI. I would invest in Sandbox, but just because of the gaming background, yeah. the community, I feel very, very concerned, and and I feel I, I the the spy sense, senses in me for for Central Land are are, are going yeah. off. Okay,
0: so yeah. in terms of the yeah. you know, Decentraland versus Sandbox, you're yes. saying if you're watching this video, you're looking uh, to make an investment, Well, um, yes, obviously not investment factual, advice, not, not, not financial, financial but advice, but if you were uh, candidly if, wanting to put some But if you're money. thinking, of not to invest, but just yes. in general, Sandbox versus Decentraland, which one's better, which one's got more going for it as yeah. a game, uh, not necessarily investment, you'll think you're on the side of Sandbox. I'd say, uh, yeah, absolutely. Sandbox, sandbox yeah, yeah. Okay. For me personally, I um, I think that they are both got a lot going for them. And I think for me, who works with, I work with companies who their audience are a bit more mature. Decentraland do have a bit more of a mature audience. I think, like, you know, you saw HSBC by land in the sandbox, which is great, but there are going to be loads of, like, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids in there. Like, I'm not sure they're going to be going to HSBC world. Like, it's not of like, yeah, they're like, I will, HSBC, like, I don't know, like, who they're hoping are going to, they're going to trap people. kids No one's on no, no one... Decentraland, the, the audience are older and... and well and there is a lot of regulation coming and whether or not they might get their casinos shut down but they are doing stuff in there that could potentially attract a more mature audience and they do have half a billion pounds of investment to get the game to get the game right decentraland has a lot going for it they've got some great brands involved in the project people want it to work people have invested hundreds of thousands of pounds mm-hmm. brands like um, you know samsung gucci um having worlds in these uh places in these worlds jp morgan like there's a vested interest like for these these to work if I was out there, I actually wouldn't do an either-or. Like, I would just hedge my bets. It's like the early days of the internet. You've got AOL, Ask Jeeves, Google. I would, if I was get involved in these worlds I would hedge my bets and I'll do something in Sandbox something in Decentraland because no one has a crystal ball no one knows if these two will make it so I wouldn't look at it as either or but if you do have a limited budget if you need to pick one then I think it has to come down to your audience because although Sandbox I think does have better foundations a better background their audience are younger and if you want to attract like if you're like Nike and you're happy to go after like young teenagers or yeah. You know, then I think fine, sandbox, fair play. But if you're looking for older audience, like Smirnoff did something to Central Land, like yeah. Smirnoff, good move to Central Land because if they're going Smirnoff or going to the Sandbox, they're going to be advertising to kids. So that is the, that is an issue that they've um, that they've got there. Yeah. So yeah, that wraps up the video i think i mean that you know there's a lot to unpack there a lot going on Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to this video i mean james can be releasing content every week and um, if you are looking at the metaverse looking at the players the movers and want sound advice then follow the channel like the page and we'll see you next week